Time on. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. I don't know if you guys realize uh, that today they announced the Grammy nominees. Um, and I haven't heard yet if we're on it, but we're up for consideration. Y'all Shut Up is uh, the number one comedy album in America. Go to watchchad.com and get it. Uh, Studio 22, party time, mom. It is uh, the mothership, which is just, I'm still just in a mood this week. Lisa Page made me do it. You're freezing to death over there, aren't you? Hi. We, keep, we keep it cold in here, girl. <laughs> keep it 68 cold. 68 degrees. Yeah. Ugh, it's like 40. This is why I'm not changing clothes all week long. Every episode we do, I'm going to wear the same sweater, same hat. I'm out of contact lenses, so I have to wear glasses. <laughs> Yako Boyens is sitting hello, here hello. with me in the hot seat. So Yako and hello. I, hello, hello. We, look, we look handsome together with our glasses on. <laughs> we got to match every once in a while. Every now and then. Yeah. I mean, you're... 40 pounds lighter, 50 pounds lighter than me, but whatever. Who's counting? And two inches taller than me and strong and masculine and athletic. And But you can shoot. I can shoot. You I can killed shoot. an elk the other day. Yeah, I, I heard. I killed a big daddy. Uh-huh. Big daddy. You know what I'm talking about? I like when, when I say big me. daddy, Natalie, hot news Natalie just perks right <laughs> up. <laughs> She's like, who's that call my name? <laughs> Where my sugar daddy at? Party foul Steve. Uh, of course, we got Chance the Soulless Ginger Rapper and Just In Case over there at the helm driving us in the nether regions. Uh, Yako, I'm going to jump right into this thing. Did you, did you foresee the insanity that we're experiencing right now with this election? This, this is what I said. I said it on the news because we had million ballots in 1994 in South Africa, and we literally fished ballots out of the rivers and the lakes four or five months after the election and really all, yeah no joke all the ballots that came out of the lakes were from certain communities who they just didn't want the ballots to count mm. so i said this is going to be bad this is going to be a, did anybody know it was going to be this bad no i mean it, it's insanity yeah. it's insanity but but i but so did so did the president he's four months ago he said hey this is not good yeah. this is not going to be good you know and now we'll, we'll look into what else right but uh, you said something on the show the other day They've got to they've got to break the whole system down, yeah, right, in order to justify massive government, mm-hmm. because you can't save something that's functional, and this is a functional country. This is the United States of America. We can function now, yeah. okay, especially here in Texas, and you can't save something quote unquote that's functioning. So they got to just give you so much rope that you hang yourself, and then they say, "Wait, we'll ride in on a on a horse and come help you out." Yeah. Because it would have to fundamentally break down everything yeah. in order to expose that level of it would be global corruption. Yeah. Well, 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 look, look. The plan is to remove the U.S. as a superpower. The global plan, and let's not let's not forget there is a global plan, mm-hmm. which these these cronies and these radical leftists have bought into that global plan. I mean, they're part of that team. It's the Davos team. They're they're there. Yeah. So there is a bigger plan, right? But it doesn't work with a free people. It doesn't work with a free America. Yeah. Yeah. You think that they're doing everything they can to try to limit that freedom? 100%. Yeah. By hook or crook. Yeah. And then, okay, you, and you can show these guys evidence that they stole something and they go, what's wrong with that? Yeah. Because we just allowed the guy to walk out of Walmart with a 72 inch flat screen TV and nobody frowned. I mean, they, they wouldn't care. I mean, no. It's just, it's just it, they play to win. Yeah. They play to win better than we do. They play to win a lot better than we play to because win. Because they don't care who they sacrifice. Because we actually honor the Constitution and the rule of law. And so we yeah. play to win within construct. They go, what lines? 
There's yeah. no lines. It's not out of bounds. You know? <laughs> That's not coronavirus. And I wouldn't care if it was. You I would, I would care, hug would you, buddy. You would hug, we'll hurt immunity. Block party this We're week. We're going to take a break in a minute, spit in each other's mouths. What, what's that hashtag? Uh, take a break from the lockdown. lockdown. Holiday. Hashtag lockdown holiday. That's it. That's what we're doing. That's Block what we're party doing. this week. I'm having, we're going to have a big old Thanksgiving. We're going to have like five households in one place. Do it. I don't even know these people. And then go to the gun range. <laughs> Hug everybody. Come one, come all. And we'll come all one, go to the gun all. range and shoot machine guns. It's going to be a looting, rioting yeah. experience. Yeah. Uh, we're going to call it a protest, a rally with turkey. That'll make it okay. I'm going to eat rally turkey. Rally turkey. Rally turkey. And Hello. gunpowder. With, <laughs> I can still taste the shot in the bird. <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be a fun one today. Listen, uh, go to watchchad.com. Going to be at Kima, Texas, uh, uh, Wednesday night, the night before Thanksgiving. Uh, going to be a musical protest. It's going to be fun. Me and Cooper Wade. Steve Helms is going to be there with us. Party foul Steve. Brawny Kyle will be there as well. And then we're going to be in uh, Conroe, Lake Conroe, on Friday night, Black Friday. Come see us. Uh, you get tickets at watchchad.com. And I want to remind everybody that uh, that uh, that's where all the fun stuff is. And go to blazetv.com slash Chad and subscribe to an annual subscription of The Blaze. You don't want to miss it because they're censoring so many people. And right now is when we got to stick together. Oh, we're going to have a fun show. Bridget Fetessy is with us today. And, of course, more from Yako Boyens. This year has reminded us that many things are going on, including how important it is to look after the ones that we love. The holiday season gives us, um, you know, what I want you to do, I want you to give the gift of we were talking about guns just a little while, talking about the range. Give a gift of, of, of safety and accuracy and practice. What do I mean by that? Well, the government, they can't protect you. They won't protect your family in many cases. Self-defense is your only option. And most of us don't have time to constantly train and go to the range. Ammo's really expensive. Here's what I'm talking about. I target iTarget Pro. They invented it using their proprietary app and laser bullets so that you can now train safely in the convenience of your own home with your actual firearm. You use iTarget Pro. It comes in all the major calibers, including 223 and 556, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm you own. So today I'm going to get you 10% off, plus get you free shipping with the offer code CHAD. I spell it Chad at checkout. You can go to I, that's the letter I, targetpro.com. It's the smartest way for you to practice, and it pays for itself in just a few days. The holiday season's here, folks. Give the gift that is a bullseye. That's the letter I, targetpro.com. Use offer code Chad right back. Everybody, welcome back to the program. Listen, uh, if you don't know who Bridget Fetessy is, you just simply have been living under a rock. you got to pay better attention. Uh, she's a good friend. She is the host of Walk-In's Welcome as well as uh, Dumpster Fire, and you can find her at Fetessy.com. That's P-H-E-T-A-S-Y. God, I hope I spelled that right. Fetessy.com. Yeah, I think I did. Uh, you did? My, my friend, welcome to the show, Bridget Fetessy. Uh, first of all, how are you holding up in all this coronavirus craziness? I'm good. You know, I feel like I was pretty well suited for it, being that I already worked from home at the time that this all happened. And then um, being in recovery, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had a kind of framework around which to to deal with challenges. And nothing is better than one day at a time in situations where you're uncertain. So this has been, I, I felt like psychologically I was uh, pretty well prepared. That brings up a good <laughs> topic right there. Let's talk about that for a second. How, how long have you been sober? I just celebrated seven years. Seven years. On, That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. 
I mean, it's crazy. I had a dream last night, actually. It's weird when you have dreams where you're drinking and somebody handed me a beer and I was like, okay, I'm going to drink this like a lady really slowly. And I decided, no, F that. I'm going to slam it so I can get the buzz. This is all in my dream. Yeah. And it was very... Um, I woke up. Normally, I feel guilty when I drink or use in my dreams, and I didn't at all in my dream, which was a little unsettling. I'm like, uh oh, I'm getting too comfortable. Yeah. There was no feelings of guilt at all. Yeah, it's weird to not wake up without a hangover for seven years. That's crazy. Yeah, you have That's a dream like, about drinking, and then you don't have the hangover or anything else. I, it's sort of like no. one of sex dreams. Uh, just no <laughs> ramifications to it. Uh, <laughs> but I was wondering if that was making it any harder. I mean, if the temptation was easier or harder or anything like that when you're in a lockdown situation. Uh, because let's face it, people are dealing with a lot of stuff. There, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of loneliness. There's a lot of depression that's skyrocketing. Suicide, abuse, all it's these fun. different things. Substance abuse as well. Alcoholism mm-hmm. is flourishing in a big way because of this stuff. Uh, do you see an end in sight with any of this stuff that's going on? You know, I had a really interesting conversation with Johan Hari on Watkins Welcome that mm-hmm. will be coming out soon. And he wrote Last Connections, which is all about um, a lot about loneliness. And he made a really good point that depression and addiction were already on the rise in America before COVID hit and the lockdowns hit. And that we really... And this is exacerbating a process that was already happening. Mm-hmm. And we really should take a look at what was causing the process before even the lockdowns. And people, I do say this a lot, loneliness kills. In recovery, there's this idea that, you know, alcoholism is kind of a disease of loneliness. And I've lost a lot of friends. Um, a lot of friends have relapsed in sobriety. Um, in the lockdowns because you don't have that face-to-face connection if you're used to going to meetings or, you know, I, I definitely couldn't, my experience was not being able to get sober alone. And mm. I've been lucky that I like the Zoom meetings. I think they're great. I like being able to kind of roll out of bed and just log in. But for a lot of people, they just don't work and they can disconnect. And I think it's easy to just drift away from that community. That's an interesting concept to bring that up. And we'll go on to some other topics in a minute on this political thing that's going on that everybody's suffering from as well. Because I think the political process in America right now is a virus in and of itself. But you know how coronavirus exacerbates the pre-existing conditions that you already have. So if you've got a lung condition, COPD, something like that coronavirus comes in there and it really multiplies and magnifies the problem that's already there that's the same way socially that's basically what he was saying is we were already on the rise in terms of addiction and alcoholism and the depression and all these different things and coronavirus and how we've reacted to it whether it's the lockdowns and all of these things it's, it's really kind of exacerbated the thing that was already it's revealed it uh in a bigger it's, way and and that's it's a crazy thing. tragic yeah. yeah, it's a, it's actually when I, I make a lot of jokes, obviously, I, I deal with, I think, a lot of things, just humor is my coping mechanism. Yeah. But when I really pull out and look at what's happening, I, I, I get even emotional now. We're just losing. And people will get mad at you if you say, hey, the lockdowns are hurting people and act like you're a, some kind of COVID truther. I'm like, <laughs> you you have to be able to say 
we we have to be able to hold these two thoughts at once that yeah. yes there is a virus it is overwhelming our healthcare you know i have family in healthcare it is it's definitely real it's not some kind of hoax right i know people who have had it and tested positive for it but on the other hand these lockdowns are are tragic i don't know what's going on in some states like new york with the schools where the, they're showing the science is that there's not too much of a problem at the schools, but, and then you have here at the, in California, we just locked the restaurants down again, where there's mm-hmm. really no scientific evidence that this is a place where I think it's like way down on the list of places where there have been outbreaks. And it's usually like fast food place, the restaurants where this is happening. So I, I just think that on top of, and another process that was already happening that's been exacerbated by this is this erosion of faith and trust in our institutions on top of people feeling lonely and isolated and spending too much time online and losing their minds. And then also just the, you know, America's very unhealthy. We need to have a conversation <clears throat> about how unhealthy we are as just a yeah. society, just on a, a very fundamental physical level. Yeah. I say that all the time and people get mad at me for saying I'm fat shaming or whatever. And I'm like, I live in Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, where there's five restaurants on every block. We're the fourth and fifth fattest place in America. I mean, I, I, we see it every day. Uh, we spend well, all you our have time to in our be cars. able. Yeah. And you have to be able to you can address rising obesity as a factual element of society and also not fat shame people addressing facts i hate this conflation of (laughs) oh if we talk about a problem it's somehow shaming people yeah we have rising depression that doesn't mean i'm shaming people with depression or stigmatizing depression i would like to bring these things into the light so that we can deal with them and it you you know this is another it's a we have this tendency to want to flatten these nuanced problems and have it be this or that when yeah. it's usually some combination of psychological, physical, societal, and there's not just a blanket answer for all of these things. Yeah. But we can't even have conversations anymore. Well, you can have that conversation. You got naked recently, so obviously you got positive uh, body image issues right there. Very positive. You got naked prior to the election. <laughs> And and uh, I didn't know if that pillow was going to fall out of the way or what was going to happen there. Uh, that that was. Uh, what prompted you to do that video? Did you do one um, or two of those? We did just one cut and then cut it up into it up a into shorter version and a, and we had a longer version. Yeah, um, that was in response to the naked ballots that the celebrities were all doing, yeah. where they were telling people to just vote and how to vote, you know, how to fill out their ballots so that they weren't counted as naked ballots. And uh, they were all naked in this video. But the thing that bothers me about all of those campaigns is the implied, it, you don't ca- you're not saying vote for anyone or vote independent. You are very clearly saying vote in this case for Joe Biden. And so I don't know. So I was more mocking the implied always undertone of vote this specific way. Yeah. That's uh, it's like they don't say that quiet part out loud necessarily. So I just want to. 
Yeah, and that's no. that's the thing. And a lot of these NBA players and NFL players, you know, I saw the you see the commercials during a game, and, and it's obvious who they want wanted you to vote for and who it they were advocating for in a big way. And and even though it's unsaid, you'd have to be a moron from another planet to not pick up on where these folks are standing on this. How do you feel? And I watched, I was watching one of your, I guess it's your most recent dumpster fire uh, that uh, you were talking about trusting in the institutions. What do you think about this entire election debacle? Um, yeah, the, it's, it's funny because I, being in the kind of wasteland of the center, as I've called it, for yeah. the past four years. And by after, the way, let me interrupt you, Bridget. I, that's one thing I yeah. really love about you. I, I love the fact that you don't take shit from either side. You just give it <laughs> the way you see it. And I appreciate that. I try to do that, but I come across too dogmatic and I get it. But I love that about you. It's one of my favorite things. And and probably everybody, if they're they're probably not listening to me right now. Uh, they're probably Googling Bridget Phetasy naked. Uh, but, <laughs> they're gone. Yeah, exactly. They're long gone. <laughs> but I do appreciate that about you. So, yeah, the, the wasteland of the middle in the center, I, I, I appreciate you coming from that perspective. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go back to it. No, that's all right. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's been it's been a journey for sure, being stuck in this kind of uh center and people think that it's because I wanted to plant some flag and it's like my brand that I have to defend when yeah. in fact I just I can see things from all perspectives that's why I'm here it would if I if I believe in something passionately like destroying Gavin Newsom mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will stand behind it and I will get I will be passionate about that and and fight for it but if it's something where I think there's so many Americans and I just don't like, I, I don't know. I've thought so much about this. I moved so much as a kid that I never really trusted groups. Groups of people always intimidated and or scared me because generally they were ganging up on me and making fun of me for being the new girl. That's interesting. So I, I think I just deep. And you know, what's interesting is most of the people I find who are, in this kind of weird center zone, the more I talk to them about their history, they usually have some kind of history where they moved a lot or they were in different places growing up a lot and were subject mm -hmm. to different um, parts of the country or world and had to, I just, I know that feeling of being kind of an outsider looking in yeah. very well into all of the systems and I just think that people are losing the ability to see one another as just common humans. Yeah. And I think we should, you know, there's a lot of money in keeping us divided as well, which bothers me when there are other processes happening that we should be more concerned about just as a middle and working class, um, which is most of us in America. And that's crazy. You're exactly right. I mean, what what is your honest to God, transparent opinion about, you know, everybody wants somebody to, to come down on a side. You yeah. Know? And I think that's unfair, don't you? I, I don't I don't think it's so crazy to me that for four years and I'm not saying this to be like a victim or anything. Mm -hmm. It's just been interesting to observe. People are bullying me to basically be a bully. They're like, use your platform yeah. to tell people you have influence. You can tell people, especially leading up to the vote, I was getting it so much. Like, 
you should be using this to tell people basically what to do or how to think. And I don't believe that, first of all, this platform arose basically because I was honest about my confusion and just noticing where I was self-censoring all over the place. And secondly, I don't feel like it's my job to tell anybody really how to live Mm. their life or what's best for them or what they should think. I understand why people voted for Biden and I understand why people voted for Trump. I just understand. I I know that that might be something that is considered. I I just I don't see how that's a like controversial or somehow people always tell me I'm being contrarian by seeing both sides like that. Why is that the contrarian place to be in America right now? That's unsettling. Yeah. Hold that thought. I want to come back and talk about that a little bit more. Uh, We're with Bridget Fetessy and uh, got another segment with her. Hey, I want to tell you something, guys. Uh, millions of Americans, three former U.S. presidents, they got something in common. They all, including myself, we all agree, Bolin Branch sheets are the softest and most comfortable pure organic cotton sheets on earth. Bolin Branch cotton is rain-fed pesticle, pesticle, pesticide. I don't know why I say pesticle. Why are you looking at me like that, Natalie? I mean, there's pesticles all over them. Pesticide-free and carries the highest organic certification. That's why it is so soft, because they work with family-owned mills all over the world to expertly weave every set of Bolin Branch sheets with the highest level of craftsmanship. It's quality you can feel the moment you open a box. And since they sell direct to you, Bolin Branch sheets start at just $160. They're $1,000 quality for a fraction of the price. Plus, you can sleep on them for a month risk-free. And right now, you're going to get $50 off a sheet set at bowlandbranch.com with promo code C-H-A-D. I spell it Chad. That's B-O-L-L and branch.com. Promo code Chad. $50 off bowlandbranch.com. Promo code Chad. Right back with Bridget Fetessy. All right, we're hanging out with our good friend Bridget Fetessy via, oh, God, technology. We're hanging out. Uh, you, you, I, I want to be, you know, Mark Twain, and I'm paraphrasing Bridget, Mark Twain said that nothing destroys travel like prejudice and nothing destroys prejudice like travel. And that mm-hmm. sort of goes back to what you were saying about moving all over and people who find themselves always on the outside. They tend to see things from different perspectives and they're a little more accepting of, of people's different viewpoints. They can see what, what motivated them to do that. Um, and, and I could see myself that way in that regard, um, although I'm pretty dogmatic and, you know, about what I believe. And, but, I, but I'm not trying to proselytize anybody, right? I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to win anybody over. And I appreciate what you said about using your platform. Um, but let's face it, there are things that we're passionate about, and there's things that piss us off. And... I look at this election process, and I'm not one of those conspiracy theorists that says, yeah, this is a scam, this is a fraud, everything out there, you've got to recount everything. Uh, <laughs> I, but I mean, you know, obviously there's some room for error when we're using mail-in ballots for the first time. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you see fraud in any of this, or do you feel like this election is legitimate? Is it valid? Where, where are you coming out on all of these things? Uh, what's interesting to me is that I look at what they're filing in court. 
the Trump administration and mm-hmm. his legal team, and they're not alleging fraud because they would go to jail if they were and didn't, right. and didn't have any evidence for that. And I do, I say this all the time when Trump won, I wasn't necessarily excited, but I very quickly got into acceptance. I was like, okay, I need to accept this or I'm going to, I'm going to go crazy for years yeah. and I'm sober and I can't be resentful and angry or I'll drink over it. It's dangerous for me. And yeah. so I just kind of accepted it. And then Begin, watched as friends and family members went insane for four years because they could not accept the truth of what had happened. Mm. And they t- flaunted all kinds of conspiracy theories, which I had to talk them down off the ledge. They they themselves said that our uh, at some point they were saying our, our elections were hacked by the Russians. And then and so I understand the frustration now, the same people who were saying this four years ago to be like, our elections are perfectly safe. What on earth are you simpletons worried about? Like, come on, you got no self-awareness. But that doesn't mean that you should fall into that same trap. Yeah. Because I, I thought Trump was going to win by a landslide. And yeah. even talking to all of the centrists that I hear from or the independents and the people, I have this email where people were emailing me their thoughts and they were leading up to the election and people were really torn. Mm -hmm. They were really torn between the two things that I've been torn by, which is, you know, Trump is maybe not the danger that everybody thinks. And in many ways, I think he's been, he's done some good things and has been good in weird byproduct ways that are not of his, any kind of intention. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also has eroded a lot of trust. He likes to flaunt conspiracy theories. And, and so, and I'm sure your audience will hate me saying this, but on the left, there's this rising insidious and authoritarianism, um, the wokeness, the thought control, this kind of stuff is terrifying to me too. And this seems to be a lot of people who are feeling this. And if the electorate is smart in trying to balance these things, they would maybe vote for Biden and vote red all the way down ballot, which kind of looks like what happened in many swing states in particular. Mm -hmm. So maybe the electorate was really smart and they (laughs) tried to balance their fears. And, you know, people are just tired. People are tired of the constant drama. I, I grew up in a very dysfunctional household and it is exhausting to wake up and be in that uncertainty to not know like what is this guy going to say now what it it can be unsettling and if your own life is stressful having to worry about this person that you have to think about every day i think i think and i said this leading up i'm like if trump loses it's because he beat himself like yeah. the only person who can beat him is him he cannot help being him and he can't help getting out of his own way he he's so um he needs that instant gratification and it, it's often to his own. It's often, I mean, it quite possibly costs him the election, just that yeah. need to fire off a tweet <laughs> and not really have any self-discipline. It, it kind of wore people down. Yeah. So do you, do you have, let me ask you, do you have any, um, you know, logical leftists? I mean, folks that they, they lean to the left or they're, they're dead on the left or, but, but they've got, some sense about them right and they've got some honesty about them and and and, I, and i'm not just saying that that's that's on either side just people who are willing to be honest regardless of what yeah. side they pick 
Do you find some folks who maybe voted for Joe Biden who kind of have a little trouble looking you in the eye uh, at this point in time? Because let's face it, if a guy got more votes for president than any president in the history of the United States, if Joe Biden, of all people, Joe Biden, low energy Joe Biden, got more, that's something to be celebrated by the left, right? I mean, they ought to be excited. But what I find I mean, is I, my friends are like, uh, well, 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 what do you what do you what do you think about this election? It's almost like they're even hesitant to admit that he won this. Yeah, there. I mean, I, I think obviously there's more. And I was saying this on Dumpster Fire. There's obviously it's not impossible. There were shenanigans. Do, do I land in the place where is it enough to overturn the election? Right. I don't know. That would be massive. Like globally involved fraud of some level that we've never seen. And without yeah. evidence, I have to believe what I'm being presented because otherwise I'm going into conspiracy and, and I have to try and see, I believed the institutions when Trump won, I believe them now. Mm. I have faith in our electorate. I have to, because otherwise it gives you all kinds of it reasons to subvert democracy in order to preserve democracy. And that gets us into a, a lot of trouble, but yeah. I can understand the frustration after four years. Yeah. And I, I think that, um, you know, I wonder how many people are going to have like Biden, re you know, like Biden remorse mm -hmm. where they voted for him thinking that it was, it was kind of the lesser. And then now in particular, if, if they don't hold the Senate, mm -hmm. um, then yeah, there I that is a little terrifying to even me. I didn't I to be totally honest, I didn't vote for a president. I voted down ballot, but I didn't I neither I want to be inspired by somebody. I want somebody I want to be able to get behind somebody, somebody who stands for what I believe, and neither one of these people represented that. And Joe Jorgensen didn't really you know, tickle my fancy and I wasn't going to vote for Kanye as a joke because I do take this as something serious and, yeah. and I would like to see just better options moving forward. But that's our responsibility as an electorate. That's, yeah. that's on us. And I've run into a lot of people who voted the same way or, or didn't vote, but did vote down ballot, but they just didn't vote for a president. Um, when in the hell did we get so interested in politics? I mean, at what point in time did all of a sudden this become such a passion for so many Americans? I mean, I think that obviously 2015, I, I, I'm a pretty good representative of the what I call the mor moron majority, which is, I think, people who just weren't, I was pretty apolitical, but came from the left and never really, I just voted blue. I never thought about anything. I never paid attention. This was interesting to me seeing the way Californians voted, how they voted no, um, yes on 22, and they voted down the affirmative action bill. That I don't think would have happened if people weren't more engaged in politics and were paying attention to like every single prop yeah. and reading all about the different people and seeing. How, I think there. I try to look at the positive. I think the silver lining because I went on tw when I was on Twitter in twenty, even in twenty. 10, you know, 2013, yeah. I was like, we should be using this for 
you know, politics and more important things. And boy, do I regret ever saying that. But <laughs> I do think you have, we had a very apathetic um, voting population. And now I do think people are more engaged and pro- hopefully will lead to them being more informed. And because nobody really can believe anything that they see, they're having to try and inform themselves, which is you know, dangerous, but hopefully people will will be able to find new sources they trust, or at least a a variety of new sources where they can then compare uh, and contrast the different narratives kind of being spun. Yeah. It's so wild. We live in the wildest. We live in such wild times. There's, yeah, and really I was saying this on Rogan, like there's so much migration, ideological migration, but also actual physical migration in the United States that they're going to be studying this time for forever for hundreds of years after like what what happened exactly in this moment but yeah I think and then you lock everyone up and all they have to do is pay attention to this so now we have no sports we can't go see live music and and places like California it's a little more open where you are um, you can't, you know, you've taken away all of the entertainment and we've made politics entertainment, yeah. which is also terrifying. Yeah, it's a real shitty uh, sociological experiment is what it is. Uh, <laughs> hey, f- mo- folks, make sure that you're following at Bridget Fetacy. That's B-R-I-D-G-E-T. Don't be adding the T-T-E on the end of it. Bridget Fetacy. Uh, on Twitter, um, have you made that switch over to Parlor? Do you care about any of that stuff? I like Twitter actually. Uh, I mean, I'm on Parlor, like but it's it's. I like the back and forth that Twitter brings. I like, um, uh, you know, I don't like what they do, but I also feel yeah. I I am a free markets person, whether I like it or not, and yeah. and I do. I'm always kind of just happy to be there. You know, yeah, <laughs> like, well, right. I'm just happy to be here. As long as I can be. And I think guys like Dave Rubin have done a great job in putting their money where their mouth is yeah. and coming up with alternatives where I feel safe. I'm on, I have a presence on locals. I, I've seen Parlor. It seems fine. But I think people are in at people in Twitter like the Thunderdome. You know, yeah. they like the banter. Yeah, I like I when it. people push back. I, love I like it. when I like being able to see the the opposite side and yeah. the opposite point of view. It makes me think. There it is. Fetacy.com. Make sure you're following her as well as Walk-Ins Welcome and Dumpster Fire. Thank you, Bridget. Uh, Thank you for having me. You bet. We're going to do this a lot more. Uh, hey, guys, if you notice that your hair isn't looking as full as it used to, losing your hair sucks. So I want to talk to you about a couple of options. You go to your doctor for hair loss treatment prescriptions, and you're going to go to the pharmacy, and your mouth's going to drop open because you're going to go broke trying to avoid going bald. Uh I got a better solution. Go to Keeps.com. You can use Keeps from the comfort of your own home. Get the same doctor-recommended, FDA-approved hair loss treatment. But Keeps is going to offer the generic versions of about half the cost. And another thing you're going to love about Keeps, it's online. So you do it from home. That's right, folks. Just answer a few questions, snap a few pictures of your hair. Licensed doctor is going to renew your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you. And it's going to be shipped directly to your door. Uh, and you don't need to make the unnecessary trips to the doctor and spend the money at the drugstore. You can do it all from home. So I'm going to get you started with a great deal. Go to keeps.com slash loss. They'll give you 50% off your first order of Keeps hair loss products and, uh, and treatments, and uh, they're going to help you. I guarantee it. Uh, keeps.com slash loss. Keeps.com slash loss. We'll be right back.
Yaku, do you think it's possible for people to be in the center anymore? To no. be in the middle? or I mean, do you have to pick a side? You, imagine if you're laying down on the range and you're going to shoot something and I just move the target the whole time. That's what our country is doing. There's no center. Where's center? Yeah. It's moving all the time. And I would argue anybody above 50 today that would say they, they were Democrat, that party left them. That thing's moved so far left. I'd say whatever was center a while back, 10, 15 years ago, is probably probably deep into the more conservative lane right now right. because we've moved left too as conservatives, if you really think about it. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we're talking about that we're fighting, it's on our hands. Yeah, We're talking abortion, prayer out of schools, all that stuff. It happened on our watch. We didn't show up. It's Historically, true. we didn't show up. And yesterday, we observed the 57th anniversary of the assassination of John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy would not be considered a Democrat, and certainly not a liberal. By today's standards. No way. No way. And Donald Trump has been a Democrat most his entire of, most life. Most of his life, yeah. And he's, yeah. he's, he's center-left, if anything, especially socially. Yeah, yeah. So what is center? I don't know that there is a center yeah. today. I yeah. mean, I guess you could somehow find and say, well, there's center, but it moves every day. It's moving every day. I mean, two genders, 400 genders, 5,000. There's just only two, by the way, if you didn't know, there's Chad. Two. There's, there's only there's two. two. I have a wiener. There's only two, right? Yeah. You asked earlier, you know, I always tell men, please stand up if you can push a baby out of your womb, and then we can consider you a woman. No, <laughs> that can't happen. All right, so shut up, sit down. You're a man. Yeah. Wiener. Grow a pair. Hashtag wiener. Uh, hashtag lockdown holiday. Hashtag I forgot what I was going to ask you. The, uh, <laughs> I sidetracked on wieners. <laughs> well, you start thinking about them, and that's the thing. <laughs> but, are, do you, but Okay, no, I remember now. Do you feel motivated anymore just to get along with everybody? Like like Joe Biden calls for unity. No, but they just, don't, no, no, no. The unity he's calling for is not let's be Americans. The unity is come follow sheep. Come bow down to me. Come bow down. Come to be a su- come be a subordinate like the old peasants. Yeah. In the, some people live in the castle. The rest of you go grow wheat and grain, and we'll let you keep ten percent and bring it down to me. No, I'm not. There's no. That's not unity. They yeah. don't want unity. They you yeah. couldn't define true American unity if you if you paid him. Uh-uh. On the fact yeah. that people don't see that. That's the scary part, right? Yeah. that they don't see what's happening right before their eyes. So we talk about America being mm. a melting pot. You're mm. a legal immigrant. You yeah. came here. You became a citizen of this country. You went yeah. through the process. You melted into, you, you absorbed, you acclimated yourself to the culture of being an American citizen. But now we got videos out there where you're asking, you know, black Americans, well, What's superior about whites? And they're laughing about it. Why, why are you even creating that kind of division? Mm-hmm. We've got you know folks who come over the border from Mexico or from Central America, and they want to make sure that they remain with their same identity, you know, their same language, you know, the Doc of the Dreamer, the, all these things. There's no melting pot anymore. No. So there, how can you have? I mean, that's not unity. That's when you truly melt together. That's oneness. No, but it's, you said it earlier. A people without vision will perish, right? Yeah. So it's one goal, one mind. Where are we going? I came here. I had to. Be, I became an American. Yeah. I'm not a South African American. I lived in Canada. I lived in Toronto. They don't have a culture. 
There's no identity in Canada. You're Italian-Canadian. You're Sicilian-Canadian. You're German-Canadian. You, you bring mm-hmm. wherever you come from, you bring it in there, and then they have communities that live that way. It's like mm-hmm. Chinatown in New York, right? Now, this is the United States of America. Here we speak English as our predominant number one language. Here we fear God and country. We have a constitution. We have rule of law. We're going to carry guns. We're going to defend yeah. our children. We're going to hunt down pedophiles. We're going to call Joe Biden and Kamala Harris crazy because of their behavior. Their behavior. I can measure behavior. Yeah. Right? No, there has to be. That's the unity you're talking about. The melting mm-hmm. pot of I'm an American. I better bleed red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. It's what I, what I have to do as an immigrant. Right? I mean, this is, this yeah. is what. But that's what made this country this country. That's why we're unique. This is not China. You're more American than half of this yeah. country's natural-born citizens. I want to be accused of that. Yeah, you are. I really do. And I, thank I want you to be that. accused of that. I mean, because, because I can tell you what it looks like when it's not like this. Yeah. I can tell you what it looks like when they steal your country. I've seen it. I can tell you when they lie and they make everything about race. You said it earlier. Yeah. Why is everything race? I always say this. Look who talks race first. That's the person that's got an issue with race. Mm-hmm. And it's not the right it's not, baby. It's not. It's the left. That's right. They want to remind you because racism is taught. Yeah. Steve has 100%. a lot of teaching. Yeah. Well, now everything's so <laughs> blown up with COVID, not that it's not serious, and, and the election and the race wars that we find ourselves in. We're not talking about issues like sex trafficking, mm. like breast cancer awareness. That, that's gone. All these issues, the things that we were really fighting for as Americans, it's, it's all lost in the mix now. But the, but the real issues, you're talking about right. real issues. I always say this, look, I, do I want President Trump in the White House? Of course. But that guy, whoever's president is not going to help your father who's going through cancer treatment today. Mm-hmm. There's real issues in people's lives. And if you look at America, the idea, the dream, and then the reality it's that. It's family standing with families through real issues that's tangible. Not a movement tonight in the streets for someone else and you couldn't even defend it. It's really because because I said this after November third, the guy's going through a divorce. It doesn't fix it, man. Yeah. It doesn't fix it. Child sex trafficking. Where's the NFL right now with breast cancer? Where's the pink ribbon and the pink shoes now? Now it's Black Lives Matter right. shoes. I'm like, yeah. okay, all right, okay. Mm-hmm. Soon you'll see Saint Jude will disappear. Because they don't care about real issues anymore. It's all up here 30,000 feet because they've got a plan. That's right. And it's just like, no, no, come into the ditch. Come into the ditch. Oh, Lord. It's like Elsa calling that voice in Frozen 2. It's a voice from the Black Forest. It's like Pennywise in the gutter, which I'm ready to crawl down with his clown <laughs> Elsa. Ass. Just follow the voice. We'll be right back. <laughs> Yaku. Sounds good, right? Yeah. Like a search engine. Where can people <laughs> find Yaku- you? Yaku- Yakupedia. Yaku.com. Where can people find you? Yaku.boyance on Instagram, Twitter, yakuboyance.com. Thank you. Come, come join the fight. Yeah. Come help us fight you the know, children. And that's something. And we don't have, a, we don't have but just a second, but you know people aren't talking about those numbers they want to talk about covid numbers but they're yeah. not talking about how many yeah. cases of missing children and 76,000 children trafficked in or through texas daily per day that's, that's a problem that's it's, a real problem that's a real problem real that's problem. not a mask you know mask fixes that no. chat 
Yeah, that doesn't that's, happen. That's a yeah. different deal. So I don't altogether. care that much about mask if you don't mind. I really care yeah. more about the kit that's being J-A-C-O-Yaku-Boyens.com. Check Thank you, sir. Go to watchchad.com for the fun stuff. Is Lisa Page made me do it on Instagram, and also Lisa Page made me do it, which is one of the most incredible podcasts ever created. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Party Foul Nation, Beer for Brunch. <laughs> Number 112 in the food category. Ooh, look at you. Come on. Well, we're moving on In up. the food category. In the food category. That's an it. important category. Yeah. Now, that, that, that could fluctuate from one day. It could be 112, and it might be 215 tomorrow. <laughs> well, I encourage yeah. you to leave us a rating and review. Natalie Woods fell in love with James D. Natalie Woods, 22. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Just here for the party. Yeah, of course. <laughs> We love y'all. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow night. Goodbye.